Fantasy Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Fat Guys Fantasy Football. My name is Drew. I'm always joined by my co-host Jeff. How are you today, Jeff? What up, yo? What up, yo? We're the not so fat fat guys here to help you finish first and crush your league. On today's show, we'll do the week 15 recap. We'll do some headlines, big performances, and disappointments. The Wire, the injury report, and the Thursday night football preview. This is going to be a quick show, folks, because you know what? This is most of you. This is your championship league. Yeah, and you're sick. And I'm sick as hell. You are questionable coming into this week. Sometimes you have to play hurt. Like, you know, if it was up to me and it wasn't the championship week, we probably would have either skipped an episode or made arrangements so that you or somebody else could have done it. And I would have just recorded or something. Which is what we've done to these bastards every year. I can't believe we didn't do it this year. They're probably waiting. They're waiting for us to dump them on their head. I've got some nice tea here that I'm drinking. I'm going to fucking power through this. It's going to be fine, but it's going to be fast, folks. Um, By the way, you know what, though? You're past week 15. If you're in your championship or your semifinal, you've probably gotten here knowing kind of what you're doing to a certain extent. You, you should probably be catching got, on by now. Your roster should be good to go. You probably don't have a lot of things to be concerned about as far as your roster goes. Um, But if you do, just in case there's some streaming things, we'll talk about that later in the show. Should we get into the show? Yep. First, let's talk about what we got right and what we got wrong from last week. What we got right, Taylor Gabriel, the Baltimore wide receivers, and that's with a caveat. DeAndre Hopkins, also with a caveat. Tyreek Hill, Patriots wide receivers, Cameron Bray, Raiders defense special teams, and Kenneth Farrow. Uh, anything that really stands out to you here? Uh, otherwise, I'll just get into the caveats. Uh, the only one is Tyreek Hill. Should have had a bigger day. Kansas City's fucking stupid. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. I called the loss here. I said, I believe that this resembles a game where like Tampa Bay rolled into Arrowhead and eked out a win. It was almost the same fucking score for God's sake. Now, the, now the timeout for the for the field goal at the end of the game was kind of ridiculous. But I mean, uh, offensively, they did not look good. Spencer if, Ware did better than I thought he would, and he still didn't have a great day. Yeah, if you told me that I'd be right about Tyree Kill and he didn't have a single catch on the day, I'd call you a liar. <laughs> right. Um, good point. Um, you know what? Baltimore's wide receivers. The reason why I say that there's a caveat here is because I said I said them all. And the truth of the matter is Steve Smith Sr. ends up being more of a mad. The other guys don't really qualify as being a great day at all. Um, but you know what? I'm still going to include it in what we got right because we nailed most of the receiving core well, anyway. And at the end of the day, we actually said in a PPR league, Steve Smith was a star. Actually, we did do that. And fucking nailed that. Absolutely. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins. All right. So here's the caveat there. No one saw what happened in Houston happening. It was weird. I mean, it was breaking news for God's sakes. Yeah. On the ESPN ticker at the bottom of the screen, it went, oh, holy shit. Houston just pulled Brock Osweiler. About fucking time. Dude, no kidding. What's the new guy's name? Savage? Yeah, Tom Savage. I mean, there you go. Um, That sounds like a quarterback. Actually, sounds more like a fullback. Yeah, you know what, Dynasty guys who have uh, Brock Osweiler, good luck with that. Um, Because I got to be honest with you, I don't know that they're really going to put a lot of faith into this guy going forward. I, I think it's a really bad... Mark, not to mention the fucking crowd went absolutely nuts when they pulled him and put in Savage. Well, especially when like the first like within the first three passes, he ended up hooking up for 30 yards down the sidelines. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. Yeah. Somebody threw a 30 yard pass up in this bitch. Yeah. And all of a sudden you got a guy like DeAndre Hopkins who starts having a little bit of production. Looks like he's going to be an okay wide receiver. And, you know, oh, wow. He's getting the ball to that guy. I don't. Brock Osweiler was the biggest. I don't know counterfeit payday ever. You got to wonder how ever. Much, how how much the lawyers are coming through those contracts, figure out how much money they can save if they cut him next year. I you're I mean, dude, it's seventies. Yeah, seventy million dollar man. Yep. 
I don't know what they're going to do with him. But anyway, um, I, you know what? Nobody wants to root for a dude to lose his job except for maybe me and Brock Osweiler. Um, <laughs> Cameron Brait got right. He had a pretty good day. The Patriots wide receivers we got right. Uh, the Denver uh, defense actually held the wide receivers to a pretty terrible day. The only guy who really had anything going was Edelman, um, and he was more of a man. I figure yep. if we're going to count the Baltimore wide receivers, then we may as well count the Patriots that way. Taylor Gabriel was a beneficiary of having Julio off the field, as was what's his name, the fucking other dude, the wide receiver in Atlanta. Other dude, Aldrich Robinson. Aldrich Robinson. <laughs> All, oh, yeah, Aldrich Robinson. Yeah. <laughs> who like resurrects his career from the dead Dude, the fourth wide receiver on the roster yeah yeah um yeah that guy's not gonna have that kind of a day going forward folks just keep that in mind 12 12 points in a standard league and then kenneth farrow was outscored by ronnie hillman oh, uh three points to two points uh and you know what i said i don't like farrow especially no. with hillman lurching as close as he was but neither one of them had a banner day so hopefully oh, he didn't play either one of them. i thought he was gonna have a better day in the very least just because of seeing melvin gordon a lot of his his value is tied to short run touchdowns but nothing just nothing just he was happen. horrible I missed the Raiders defense special teams. It was your call for a start last week. They end up being in the top 10. Good job, you. Nice. What we got wrong last week, Eli Manning, Kirk Cousins, Drew Brees, Isaiah Crowell, Carlos Hyde, Vernon Davis, tight ends for both Indianapolis and Minnesota, and Austin Safarian Jenkins. I don't know where you want to start on this. Fuck. Clusterfuck. Look, Kirk Kirk Cousins Cousins should have had a better day. Yeah, should have had a better day. He shit the bed, and you know he's taking a lot of heat this week. You yeah. know, like the guy's not allowed to have one bad fucking game. I mean, if we were talking about is he a franchisable player coming into the season, right. he doesn't have like banner days his first two games, but then he comes back like weeks three through eleven, and everybody's like, "Pay that guy, just fucking that guy's amazing." And then he has one game only because it's on prime time, and only because it was in Carolina. Is it getting this much attention? That guy's gonna be fine. Well, and he didn't get a whole lot of help. Still throws for over three hundred yards in this right? effort. Yeah, you know, and the one pick, well, and the one fumble deep in his own territory. They can't run the fucking football, and Washington's defense is still as suspect as it ever has been. So you and know what? We knew they weren't going to be able to run the ball. Carolina's actually run defense still been halfway decent. Fat Rob somehow still gets in the fucking end zone here, but he gets like eight yards on nine carries. I mean, it was horrible. The game plan was totally fucked. Jordan I, Reed gets himself tossed, punching a guy in the head. Dude, we'll talk about that in a minute. Gruden actually. Um, Comes out and says he got flat out out coached, and I'm like, well, let's not set the bar too high there, coach. I mean, yeah, well, Gruden came out and said <laughs> the exact same thing. We were flat out out coached. No, that's what that's why I said. Gruden said that. So, uh, um, anyway, it, God damn, what a terrible game that ends up being last night for Kirk Cousins' owners, uh, Eli Manning. Um, we were wrong on him. Uh, Drew Brees is recommended as a sit as well, oh. and he ends up being the number one scoring quarterback. Fucking Brees, he does this to me every time, dude. I did it earlier this week. He did. He it said to me start too, him. He fucks you in the ass. You take a sit him. He goes four touchdowns. I mean, his yardage total was still wasn't great, but four TDs helps make up for that in a big way. I said start Isaiah Crowell uh, in that Cleveland game, and the truth of the matter is that Duke Johnson Jr. ends up being the mad guy. Isaiah Crowell, just I don't even know. Look, the coach came out and said last week, he said, Isaiah Crow is going to be an important part of our offense going forward year after year. Does he mean like getting water for the rest of the team? Well, we, or? we even said, you even said, um, what about you, coach? Are you going to be an important part of this team's future right. going forward like next year? And I think that, you know what? Maybe that guy just sees the writing on the wall and he's sure. like, yeah, fuck it. Everybody here is important. We're all important. Everyone plays a role. You know what? At the end of this season, everybody gets a trophy. 
Yeah, you get it. Also participated. The also ran. Jesus Christ. Uh, Carlos Hyde, we recommend as a start. Ends up struggling. Brittle. Brittle. God damn it, Niners. I mean, fucking terrible. What are they playing for at this point? It's pride, what pride, you bastards! What they're not playing they for. They are this on point. the. They are about to set the biggest losing streak in 49er history. <laughs> history. Dear God, <laughs> you remember all those bad teams in like the early 2000s and shit like that? This team is worse. The Alex Smith who lost guys like three coaches their jobs. That era, the Niners. Yeah, this team is worse. Right, well, I mean, they're not good at all. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. There was somebody who was a Browns fan. I wish I remembered who it was that posted a meme on Facebook recently that said, you know, it's been this long since the Browns have won a game. And it was like over two years ago. It was like that was a startling reality that that was the case. Right. Um, I will find that, I'm sure, as we move through the show. Uh, Vernon Davis didn't work out. No, even though he did get some extra targets in this game, and we talked about that, just it didn't pan out. Carolina's defense played pretty well. Obviously, once again, we talked about Kirk Cousins' struggles in this game. If he's not throwing touchdowns, the Titans obviously are not catching them. I mean, you would have liked to have thought that uh, with Jordan Reed getting tossed that he would have been okay. Yeah. Um, the, here's the quote that I saw uh, from my boy Abel. It says, as a Browns fan, I'm just now coming to terms of the fact that two Star Wars movies have come out since we last won a game. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. Uh, tight ends for Indianapolis and Minnesota. Look, this is an anomaly, to be totally honest with you. Both these teams have been really good against the tight end position, especially Minnesota. What the fuck happened to Minnesota in this game, by the way? They get blown the fuck out in this game. Blown the fuck out. I was really kind of... Actually, you know what? Let's address this now. So I got knocked out of the playoffs this year. Once again, just certifying the fact that you don't want to be number one seed going into your fucking playoffs ever. It's it's the kiss of death. It is the kiss. At least in our league, it is. So anyway, I go into it number one seed. I end up hitting... uh, fucking drunk Brenton of all fucking people on a tear recently on a tear but you know what I could have won this week still had I not started Stefan Diggs yeah fair enough that's true but I start Stefan Diggs because two things earlier in the season I made a play to get him for this week right because I saw that Indy was going to be the defense he was going to be up against yep and I sat there and he was the one player that I just like struggled the entire time up till kickoff going do I do it and I was like I gotta go with what I brought him in this for right that indie defense has been suspect, whatever. And then the fucking egg gets laid. Yeah, and I'm bad. looking at Bilal Powell went off for me this week. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, I was having a good week. And yep. then fuck you, Stefan Diggs. It was brutal. Can I Absolutely Ma- brutal. Can I have Mike Evans back, please? <laughs> Is that how this works? Can I just yeah. do that and then yeah. I get him back? Can we just trade him right now? Can we just, just do that? Just switch, take backs. Award, award for dumbest trade of the year. That was right up there. I got to be honest. Fat guy, fat guy, Drew. I defended that shit. Oh, dude, you outthought yourself this year in a big way on that one move. That one move cost me this year. Well, actually, I I mean, again, I I had other options on my roster. Yeah. Anyway, Austin Austin Safarian Jenkins is uh, still in a coma. He was my sleeper pick. Yeah. This week didn't work out. You got any other guys you want to talk about from this last week? Oh, swoop. I guess we talk about the tight ends for Indianapolis. It wasn't even the two guys. I mean, we kind of got that one right. Rudolph went crazy, because too. Yeah, it wasn't the two guys. Well, yeah, Kyle Rudolph, that doesn't surprise me too much. He does these things in these kind of games. But fucking, you know what? Jack Doyle does nothing 
Fucking Dwayne Allen does nothing. Swoop. Some fucking ex-basketball player just goes ape shit for one long touchdown up the sidelines. He has had moments of brilliance this season. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Uh, but anyway. All right. That's it. Yep. Cool. Here's a fat nugget of the news. Hey, it's week 16. I might finally have this shit figured out. Uh, end of the news segment. Julio Jones is not a sure thing to play us next week, although the Falcons are remaining optimistic in this situation. Yeah, something to watch. I mean, the toe is something that he apparently had limited practice today, although they had initially said he would not practice at all Tuesday and Wednesday. So that's got to be encouraging. Yeah. And it was also kind of encouraging when they came out last week and they say, hey, look, we want you to know this is not turf toe. He does have his strain toe. Because turf toe is kind of brutal on wide receivers. A strain toe eventually they usually come back a little quicker from. Just a different, just a different injury. So well, and again, we said last week, are they going to take the risk and play them against the 49ers? Do the Falcons feel like they can win a game against the Niners without him anyway? And yeah, look at that. that kind of the case. So end up being, they could weird. But Julio owners, you need to keep an eye on that situation. Um, Lamar Miller is also on injury watch. He went out with a ankle injury, was banging his fist against the wall or his helmet yeah. or something on his way out um clearly frustrated and i understand that it's on the same ankle that's been a lingering injury for most of the season yeah which is tough and this is kind of lamar miller's deal though man this is one of the reasons that we were concerned about him being kind of an all down back is these injury concerns that prop up his first year in the nfl was nothing but foot injury the entire year so Initial reports are saying that Lamar says he's going to play, but that usually means not a lot. Right. Um, Darren Sproles has been cleared from the concussion protocol. So, Thank God. Yeah, owners of Darren Sproles should expect him to be back on Thursday. I don't expect him to be even limited. It's Again, it's a brain injury, so it's not like it, you're either good or you're not good. That's right. kind of the situation. There. There is, yeah, there's no degrees of good when they start talking about concussion yeah, anymore. There's no sprain brain. Um, it's a third-degree sprain. It's yeah. a first-degree spray. All right. Uh, Browns' Joe Thomas gets 10 straight Pro Bowl. That's impressive. Yeah, 10 straight Pro Bowl. What a waste of fucking talent that has been. Yeah. That poor guy. I know, right? And He's been just fantastic from the very first year, and the Browns have never given him a team that's been worth a shit. Hey, Seattle, you had an opportunity to trade for that guy earlier oh, this year. I bet they wish they'd done that now. Oh, no shit. Could have used run that the guy. ball for shit. Jesus. Uh, speaking of a guy on the same team, uh, you know, I have the note here is Terrell Pryor's hurt, but the pain goes beyond the physical for that guy because he's on a team where he comes out and has a breakout like his, at least first half of the year. Yeah. Well, especially coming from a position where he come from a quarterback position. Yeah. To play wide receiver. No, one didn't think he could do it very well. And he's had a good year and caused a lot of shit with a bunch of other corners in their league. It's been it's been special. It's definitely special. special. No doubt about Apparently that. Apparently, he's a shit talker. Um, I think also he got to the halfway mark of this season and saw the writing on the wall and just went, all right, Fine. let's just chill out a little bit. I'm playing for a future contract somewhere. Absolutely. Um, and you know what? I hope he gets it. Me too. Uh, Jordan Reed, like you mentioned earlier in the show, punched a guy in the helmet, which is really smart. Did you watch that, by the way? I've seen the clip. Um, the guy takes a little swig at him, and he actually gets boxer stance and jabs a guy in the helmet. I mean, in the helmet. It's it's safety Kurt Coleman from the Panthers. Um, I mean, what the fuck is that, dude? I don't do know, thinking? man. And he looked like he was ready to fucking fist fight every guy on the Panthers team. Yes, he did. It's like, dude, what what are you thinking? Are okay. the are the concussions setting in at this point? Oh God, was he Batman? <laughs> I don't know. He could have been Batman. That's a Batman move. I'll punch in the helmet. Yeah, right. Yeah. Guy's going to his punch you so hard you'll feel it right through that helmet. Going to his utility belt. For oh wait, some sort I got thrown out for that. What? Wait, what? 
How does that happen? That's crazy talk. You're out of line. Fuck. <laughs> You're out of the drawer, sir. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and then lastly, on a light note, Richard Sherman threatens to end a reporter's career. Did you read up on that at all? So I haven't read the details on this, so go ahead and please give me the details. So they were talking to Richard Sherman after the game, right? And it's about the blow up he had on the sideline with his offensive coordinator. We talked about that last week about him blowing up at the decision to throw a pass the one yard line. Of course they lost the Super Bowl on that. The last time they'd seen something yep. similar to that. And he went ape shit. Just loses his fucking mind over on the sideline. What I thought was really funny is that they actually stored the touchdown of Doug Baldwin on the same play two plays later. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. And he doesn't seem to be like, Oh, okay, well maybe it was a halfway decent idea. No, no, he's still sticking by his guns. He doubles down in this interview a reporter starts bringing it up. He's like, look, we're not even going there, man. <laughs> and he's like, well, why not? Dude, I'll, I'll end your career. Like, how are you going to do that? I'll end your career. Yeah. How are you going to do that? I'll get your, your press credentials removed. Like, oh, you're, you're going to do that, huh? Yeah, I'll do that. Like, oh, God. Richard, really? running, the, running the PR department these days, apparently. Oh, apparently. Um, Richard Sermon's turned into a dick. Over this last year, look, I've always thought Richard Sherman was a little bit of a dick. A little bit. I remember he got in his deal with fucking Crabtree and shit like that. He used to back that up with his performance on the field, though. A little bit. Not as much so anymore. Oh, dude, he's gotten roasted several times this year. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mike Evans fucking owned him. Yeah. That wasn't even close in that game. (laughs) No. Um, so you were going, you were there, saying, Oh, I just, it's just fucking cracks me up. He's just lost his mind. Remember there was a one week where he fucking lost his mind at his own teammates on defense. Yes. They pull him back in the fold and all oh, they start jumping around. Okay. Richard Sherman's good. There's a problem there. His ego may have gotten way too way fucking big. Too big. Yeah. I could not agree anymore. Um, you know what? We used to talk about big performances and disappointments, but it's the playoffs. Nobody gives a shit anymore. Nobody fucking cares. Uh, so we're going to do the waiver wire. Yeah. Let's talk about some guys you might want to target, especially if you need to do some streaming or maybe you had a guy get got hurt this last week or you're just in some sort. Maybe you want to really Desperation. just take it, take a chance just just to really rub it into the other guy that he sucked really bad or something. And some of these names are names that you're going to want to eyeball for like dynasty leagues and for keeper leagues moving forward. Totally true. Deion Sims tight end for Miami ends up getting loose a couple times in this game. It's not the first time he's actually gotten a lot of volume. The thing about it is Matt Moore's playing quarterback. Right. In Miami right now, and they seem to have a little bit of chemistry. They do seem to have some chemistry there, which makes him very interesting moving forward. Um, I like him a little bit this week. Look, Titan's been a struggle, so I don't hate the start. You've been probably doing some, unless you've owned one of the big guys, and even then, the biggest scores in the tight end fucking position are out. You know, Jordan Reed's been in and out of the fucking line, being hurt. Rob Gronk has gone for the fucking year. I mean, who do you got left? Jimmy Graham has been up and down all year. Yeah, even if you got a top 10 guy, the number 10 guy might be averaging five points per game. And yeah, if Dion brutal. comes in and is sliding in like at the end of this season and like the last six weeks, let's say, averaging 15, you could do a lot worse for yourself if you grab a guy like Dion Sims. I thought tight end was, was a disappointment last year. It's been horrible this year. Yeah, no, it's been really bad. I mean, I'll be perfectly honest, though. If you look at the wide receiver stats for the last week. Been bad, too. Bad also. Yeah, yeah. they get like by... Wide receiver, 25-yard in single digits. The wide res- the offenses in general did not play very well this year. The numbers are down across the boards. I think I think the talent level's down across the board. Oh, obviously, the offensive talent, this, I don't know if it's just game planning or the offensive line play isn't as good. Look, I, I think back to the CBA, the last one they had, right, when they started right now, they started taking a much, 
some of the contact out and they practice less and all these things that were designed to keep these players healthier. And just the opposite has happened. There are more injuries now than there were after the, before they signed is the fucking thing. They're more prone. They have less contact throughout have, the week. Yeah, and they're less con- the only way to get ready to play football is to play fucking football. You're not going to get that kind of contact or motion doing anything else. Yeah, that's and true. These guys aren't ready to play. And you see it in the gameplay, right? That's part of the reason the games are so fucking bad. Because these Thursday night games, this isn't anything new. They've been playing a Thursday night game for 10 fucking years now. This happened a long time ago. Now, it used to only be for like the last four games of the year. Right. After Thanksgiving on. Yeah. But the games were never this bad. This has a lot more to do with these teams just not being ready to fucking play. As opposed to it being Thursday night games and the players are tired. Fuck, you're tired because you never practice. You guys are not ready to play. That CBA may have fucked them in the ass. They might have to really look at that. It's an interesting point. Um, I thought that Matt Moore looked pretty good in his uh, kind of debut again, his second debut. His second for the, debut. For the, for the Miami Dolphins, a quarterback. Uh, he was able to actually do some touch passing, which was different, something you don't normally see from Ryan Tannehill. No, you don't uh, see it from Ryan Tannehill. Well, Matt Moore's got a better deep ball than Tannehill does. I mean, Tannehill, I think, has still a better short and medium pass, I guess. I don't know, man. It's Matt Moore. I can't get excited about Matt Moore. We've Listen, seen this he's guy. not the most physically gifted guy on the planet, which is right. why he's been backup to Ryan Tannehill. He is, however, the film room guy yeah. and the quarterback room guy because he's got it between the ears. And so what he lacks in physical ability, he's making up for with his head. And that's the only reason why that guy's in the NFL right now. Right. Um. Anyway, something to keep an eye on. If you need to stream quarterbacks, just keep an eye on the matchup. Uh, Dion Lewis, tons of work this last week. Really fucked me over. Oh, yeah. He fucked a lot of LeGarrette blood owners over this last yeah. week. Yeah. Well, he and James White about split the, the volume. He had 18 carries. Uh, Dion Lewis did in this game for and, 95 yards. And 95 yards. This, and this is one of the things that we were talking about when, when Dion Lewis was coming back and getting healthier. Look, LeGarrette's very good at running the football. And James White's very good at catching the football. Deion Lewis is the only running back they have on their team that can do both. He's multidimensional. That's totally true. You know, and he showed it this week. And you got to wonder here going into the playoffs if New England's like, okay, it's time to start rolling this kid out. We're ready to go. Well, and watching the game, it dawns on me. I'm like, oh, it's Bill Belichick. Right. So he he knows that he could probably take LeGarrette and smash mouth it right, right up their fucking guts. Right. But... Instead, he wants to keep those fucking DBs honest also. Sure. And so he's like, okay, uh, let's put the multidimensional guy, the guy who can catch also out there to make sure that the defense has to be on their toes the entire time. And I was like, I should have probably seen that coming. Yeah. But you know well, what? LeGarrette still got in the end zone, didn't completely fuck me. So yep, that's all right. There you go. Robbie Anderson for the Jets, wide receiver, uh, guy who is now starting to get a little bit of heat. Been really good last three weeks. Now, the only thing I will say is Bryce Petty may not play next week. Right. Now, if Bryce Petty doesn't play... I don't know what Fitzpatrick's condition is. I don't know. Can you play any wide receiver if Fitzpatrick goes back in? I don't know, but Christian Hackenberg is listed on the on the depth chart as the next guy up. Oh, do you really want to fucking start a receiver whose quarterback his name is Hackenberg? Uh no. Yeah. No. So let's go ahead and not pick up Robbie Anderson. But I wanted to deal with him because he's a hot name right now. So. Yeah. And once again, that's one of those guys that are like a dynasty or a keeper level that you need to keep an eye yeah, on. Yeah. No, he definitely. Has been coming on and he's had flashes of brilliance all year. Yep. Definitely. Tyler Lockett, not owned in nearly enough leagues. This is the first year. This is supposed to be kind of his breakout year, right? And he's been getting quite a few targets in the passing game. This is the first game where he's actually kind of broken out. And a lot of it had to do with like a 57 yard completion for a touchdown 
Look, I want to think that Tyler Lockett's going to be a good player going forward. I can't believe it until I see more of it, though. Yeah, I mean... It's just been too sporadic. And he's gotten more opportunity this year, and it has not panned out. So, yeah, he had one uh, 23-point game earlier this year in a PPR league and 28.5 this last week in a PPR league. Um, So, I mean, the guy can score some points. It's only twice this season, but... He's got that more of that kind of Brandon Cooks kind of build where he's taller and leaner and he's got the speed, you know, but I don't know. A lot of it has a struggle to do with the struggles with the Seahawks and their offensive struggles in general and Russell Wilson being beat up for most of the year. I mean, he's a stash for me going forward. I can't start him this week. He's just been too sporadic, but he's a guy to keep an eye on the very least. He's, he's a talented young man and we hope, wish him the best. Sure. There you go. I like that. Well done. I don't even know which coach that was, but yeah. it was good. Or GM or whoever it was. It was yeah. Well done. Uh, keep an eye on Ryan Griffin, tight end out of Houston. Had a decent game this last week, especially as we've been saying, the tight end position has been rough this entire season. Now, he's the guy who comes in and gets the workload for CJ Fedorowicz, who's out right. with concussion this week. Now, if CJ comes back, you got to think that he's not going to be a great play, Griffin. Um, it would not be an as as good of a play as if CJ does not make it back out of the protocol this week. Kind of surprised that Houston hasn't been running more two tight end sets. If you have two guys if that you can have block that kind of talent. and catch, yeah. I what mean, are you doing? Yeah, maybe they just want to have Brock Osweiler get his ass kicked. Just um, winging the ball not to DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but you know what? I mean, CJ Fedora is doing okay. Uh, you know, as it was with Osweiler, but Ryan Griffin just looked a whole lot better with Tom Savage on the field. Yeah, I mean, well, Ryan Griffin, I think, is a little bit, a little bit more explosive. He's got a little bit more speed to him. C.J. Fedorowicz is kind of a plotter. He's kind of the Rudolph for them. Bigger I mean, guy, you know, got good hands. He's a rookie from Iowa. I mean, the guy, yeah, yeah. Plotter is being complimentary. <laughs> um, three defenses you might want to look at this week uh, is if you need to pick up somebody as a streaming option. Maybe yours doesn't have a great matchup this week. The Bills defense and special teams, the New England defense and special teams, and the Kansas City defense special teams. I will tell you, the Kansas City defense special team is going to have a night. I mean, you just have to know that you don't fuck around with Arrowhead on night games. And it is Sunday night, Christmas night at Arrowhead, and they will have a decent game. Mark my words on that. Now, the Bills, they get the pleasure of playing Miami at home. And one thing that you should know also about Miami is they do not play well in December and cold weather and fucking Buffalo's brutal. They haven't since they had Zach Thomas on the team. Yeah. They've never been a cold weather yeah. team. Yeah. So I like the Bills D this week. And then uh, the New England D, they just have been impressive, especially against Denver this last week. It's pretty good. New England's been good. It's been a quietly good defense all year. Yeah, I have actually really enjoyed. Uh, I, I own them in one of my leagues, and I actually thought that it was a great play for me for most of the year. I'm looking at the schedule real fast because I'm trying to see where the Patriots are playing. I remember the Jets. Oh, my God. If they start Hackenberg, <laughs> Jesus Christ. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Why don't you walk us through the injury report and this matchup starts and sits? Okay, so uh, injury report for the Thursday night football game, which is the New York Giants at the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Shane Vereen went back to IR. So did Kenyon Barner has been moved to IR. So both of them are obviously out for this game. Darren Sproles is listed officially as questionable, but did practice on Tuesday. Like we said, he did pass the the concussion protocol. So 
that is your biggest name injuries on there. You got some guys banged up on defense on both sides, but we really don't care. Yep. Totally agree. Matchup starts and sits for Thursday. For championship week for most leagues starts, and I have this broken into two different categories. Obviously, we do feel Sproles plays. If Sproles plays, Sproles and Ryan Matthews are both a flex start for me in this matchup. If Sproles, for some reason, sits has some sort of sit-down or fallback moment from the concussion, then Ryan Matthews becomes a solid start. We saw him this last week when he got all the carries. Monster week. Um, and the other start I have is the New York Giants D. I think they're going to have a good game this week. Look, New York has had a better year on defense than I remember them having for a long time. I mean, this is not quite the level of D they had when they won the Super Bowl, but these guys aren't far off. A defensive backfield is no joke. Uh, sits for me this week. Eli Manning, look, he might have a big game here. He might. It's it's Eli Manning and the Philadelphia Eagles. It's NFC East shit. He might have a monster here, but he also might lay a giant fucking egg. He might walk out of there with 25 points or nine. So if you have a better option, you're yeah, starting. So the guy with the better floor is what you're starting. In my championship week, I want a guy who's going to be a little bit more consistent to me than Eli playing against the fucking Eagles who have at times this year looked good, but who have been slacked off for the last little bit, which is my last sit here as the Philly D. Look, and here's the flip side of this. Like Eli fighting for his life in the playoffs can be a scary thing. I don't want that switch to go either way. Once again, we're talking about consistency. You want more of a consistent product when you're playing with you, for your championship week. I mean, the guys that can spike points are great, but zeros really hurt that championship week. You can't have those. I don't want a defense that may put up 10 points or may put up negative two. Yeah, not when everything's riding on it. Absolutely right. not. All right. Should we get out of here? Yeah, uh, I think we should talk about where you can find us at uh, fatguys.com or fat Facebook, fatguysff. Yeah, yeah, all those things. Every week. Uh, fatguysff.com oh, is the website. It. Yeah. And then uh, facebook.com slash fatguysff. Yeah, I do that one. Yeah. And then our Twitter handle is at fatguysff. Really nice job there. Yeah. Uh, you can find us at all those places. You can email us at fatguysff. Well, yeah, we're on Stitcher at gmail.com. We're on Stitcher. You oh, can find I us that. You can find us on iTunes. Um, and yeah, I think that that pretty much covers everything unless you have something else we want to talk about this week. Just good luck on your championship week, kids. Done! Done. Fantasy football.